You're now listening to The Architect Introspect, The Architect's official radio broadcast. My name is AJ Schaff, and as I'm sure you could tell from last week, I am still recovering from a cold. Uh, I thought that my scratchy throat last week was from a Lyme Gatorade, but nope, I had a cold and I was kind of struggling. But I have my voice back and I'm starting to feel better, so I think that this week I'll be able to get you guys an episode. And let me tell you, it's going to be a good one because we're starting off with a look at Black History Month. And then we have a look at the Lunar New Year that uh, happened. We had a celebration on Tech Campus that was pretty cool. Got some information about that. An editorial uh, doubling down on why Tech needs to get more direction and choose an official representative rather than having three separate ones. A look at Tech Sports and an opinion piece on why we should sell alcohol at Tech Sporting events. So without further ado, let's get into our first story of the day from contributing writer, Damara Hale. Gas masks, traffic lights, potato chips, peanut butter, home security systems, super soaker water gun, the clock, refrigerated trucks, and elevator doors are just some of the many inventions in history created by black inventors that we use in our everyday lives. With history all around us, it only makes sense to get to know more about this history. Students were invited to the Black History Month game night presented by the ATU African American Student Association and the Student Activities Board, the first collaboration of both organizations to host the event. SAB Nighttime Events Chair and MC Jay Thomas proposed the event. Learning, he said, was what he hoped would be the attendees' greatest takeaway. Quote, I want to take away that people were open and willing to learn, you know, something that they most likely don't know, Thomas said. That's why we're starting out with that trivia, just for people to know the whole point of this event is so that you can learn, so that you can interact with other people, have meaningful discussions about these new ideas and new events from history that you're learning about, unquote. The game night included two main events, the Black History Trivia Kahoot and an UNO tournament. There are six prizes, three for each event. Prizes included AirPod Pros, a JBL speaker, Sony headphones, Nintendo Switch, a massage gun, and a virtual reality console. Students that participated in the Black History Trivia Kahoot said that the event may have influenced how they will look at life moving forward. Graduate student Calvin Allen from Bryant, a communications major, said he enjoyed the event. Quote, I mean, this event was pretty cool, especially with it being the first time tech hosting this, so I think it's pretty cool. The trivia was nice, the questions were spread out, so it was a very good event. Unquote. Jacqueline Hernandez from Bentonville, a rehab science major, said she liked the variety the event offered. Quote, I wanted to kind of like see how much I knew, and I think I really liked it because it was just a wide variety of it, unquote, Hernandez said, quote, I liked having events like this because diversity is important, unquote. Talia Campbell of Grady, a criminal justice major with a minor in business and entrepreneurship, said Black History Month has great meaning to her, quote, It means empowerment, unquote, Campbell said. 
quote, where I get to be a higher part of myself, my black excellence actually shows and I can actually be that around everyone, unquote. Campbell also discussed so far what her experience of Black History Month at a predominantly white institution has been. Quote, you're not able to be yourself all the time, Campbell said. Black History Month lets my light shine. Unquote. Sincere Ryan of Conway, a psychology major, explained what Black History Month looks like to her. It's the one time of the year where we get to celebrate us, like all of our accomplishments, what we, get, what we don't get recognized for, what we do get recognized for, what can we make better for next year, what can we do differently, Ryan said. We don't get to do it all year round, unquote. Jace Bridges of Fayetteville, a social studies education major, discussed what Black History Month means to him. Quote, it's like... A celebration of the triumphs of black people and how we are still here and still creating history, unquote. With more events planned for Black History Month and multiple tech organizations, organizations sharing black history facts throughout the month on their social media pages, it leaves room for more people to learn about what black history is all about. Quote, there's a lot more for me to learn. There's a lot more for everybody to learn. And you can never learn too much, unquote. Bridges said. Also make sure to check out Demara Hale on Tech TV, which just got a new Instagram account, which is very exciting because Tech TV kind of gets overshadowed by ATU Live. So make sure to give them some support. It's weekly news shows like actual news broadcasts, along with a sports segment and an entertainment segment on different days but we do have all of that on tech tv very cool stuff totally recommend you tune into it but now it's time to move on to our next story of the day from contributing writer lorna lee covering the new lunar new year celebration on campus this story will be read by me Tech's Office of International Student Services and the Chinese Student Association jointly organized a celebration of the Lunar New Year. Tablecloths and spring festival couplets showed the red color symbolizing Chinese New Year, and participants used chopsticks to taste Chinese food and played charades. Shuttlecock games provided gifts with Chinese cultural characteristics, and international students used the Chinese song, Hair Like Snow, to express missing their families. Lunar New Year is the beginning of a lunar calendar, or the lunisolar calendar year, whose months are moon cycles. This festival is celebrated by many Asian cultures in various ways. In Chinese traditional cultural legends, Nian is a monster that attacks humans on the last day of every Lunar New Year, so people wear red clothes, hang red couplets on the door, and set off firecrackers to drive away the monster. Each Lunar New Year has an animal as its symbol, and the 12-year cycle is called the 12 zodiacs. The zodiac animals are rat, ox, tiger, hare, dragon, snake, horse, sheep, monkey, chicken, dog, and boar. The zodiac animal of 2023 is the hare, which symbolizes quietness, flexibility, and peace. According to the lunar calendar, also 2023 is the water rabbit or black rabbit year. Quote, in Chinese traditional culture, the color of water is actually black. 
That's why it's black rabbit. But also water means fortune, and this year you're going to have plenty of fortune. Dottie Lee, the voice coach of Rosetta Stone, said, Chinese honor Lunar New Year just like Americans honor Christmas. Both celebrations place emphasis on family togetherness and the joyous festive atmosphere. The difference comes from the cultural background. The Lunar New Year is a long-term folk custom, and Christmas commemorates the birth of Jesus. Lunar New Year is also an important holiday in many Asian and Southeast Asian countries, such as Korea, Vietnam, Singapore, and Malaysia. California announced the Lunar New Year as a state holiday on September 29th last year, which also enriched the Asian American cultural atmosphere in the United States. Asian Americans make up 17% of California's population, the highest share of any state other than Hawaii, according to the Pew Research Center. 30% of the nation's 22 million Asian Americans reside in the Golden State. Quote, recognizing this day as a state holiday acknowledges the diversity and cultural significance Asian Americans bring to California and provides an opportunity for all Californians to participate in the significance of the Lunar New Year, Governor Gavin Newsom said in Assembly Bill 2596. On February 2nd, the New York City Council's Resolution 331A, sponsored by Councilmember Christopher Merritt, would call on the city to recognize Lunar New Year as an annual school holiday and as an official holiday in New York City. For students at Tech, the ISSO hosts numerous festival events representing different countries and cultural backgrounds. Last year, ISSO hosted mid-autumn festival activities related to China, Saudi National Day activities related to Saudi Arabia, and Dewai activities related to India. Quote, it makes me feel at hometown, Xing Zhang, a sociology major from Guangzhou, China, said, quote, especially in the post-COVID-19 pandemic era, strengthening multicultural integration brings people together and feels warmer, end quote. Well, happy Lunar New Year. I hope that I didn't mispronounce anything in that story, and I'm sorry if I did, but it's time to move on to this week's editorial. Now, an editorial is the official opinion of the paper on a topical issue, and this week is pretty interesting. We're tackling, once again, the question of who really represents Arkansas Tech. Because currently we have three mascots, or three representatives, but we don't really have a mascot. So this editorial seeks to address that issue. This past week, Arkansas Tech Athletics introduced a new logo, or visual identity. The biggest change with this logo is a shift from the ATU acronym to simply Tech. While the architect is fine with this change, it reminds us of Arkansas Tech's struggles to have a strong and uniting identity. Last semester, we published an editorial discussing the mascot of Tech, or the lack thereof. This editorial is still available to read on our website, but it essentially brought up the point that students at Tech do not have a single mascot to rally behind. Our sports teams have separate nicknames between men's and women's teams. However, all those nicknames do not have an image to represent them. Jerry, our ambassador, is the most associated image of Arkansas Tech these names have. 
Many people outside of the school even assume he's our mascot. In that editorial, we sent out a poll. While many still supported the Wonder Boys, a majority of participants agreed that we should declare a new mascot. Many of these participants commented that we should either change to the Bulldogs or even the Cherries. No matter what side of this discussion you support, it is clear that Tech does not have a strong identity. The architect believes that this needs to change. A strong college needs to have a strong identity to unite its students, alumni, and faculty. The question is, what exactly does Arkansas Tech want to be? What future does the school see for itself? And how can students expect to feel a sense of unity? These are questions that may take some time to answer as Arkansas Tech and higher education in general changes around us. However, in the meantime, feel free to let us know how you feel about the identity of Arkansas Tech and the new athletics logo. You know, anytime anyone asks me what my uh, school's team name is, I have to go on this probably three sentence long explanation on the different team names at Tech. It's long and complicated and I would just love to be called either the Bulldogs or the Jerrys. I think it's a cool idea. Maybe the Jerrys is more original, but anyways, it's time to move on to our next story from sports editor Olivia Orr covering the start of the baseball season for the Wonder Boys. The story will be read by me. The Wonder Boys baseball team started their season on February 3rd at the Houston Winter Invitational. They've since played seven games and are 3-4 overall. Tech succeeded in their first game of the season, dominating against Chico State. However, they then followed with two losses, first against North Greenville, then against Montevallo. The Wonder Boys took the field again on February 11th to start their fourth game set against Central Missouri. Tech and Central Missouri were able to start strong. The Wonder Boys scored three runs in the first inning, while Central Missouri scored four. Central Missouri continued to do well offensively in the second inning, putting four more runs on the board. The Wonder Boys' defense held strong for the remainder of the game, not allowing them to score, and won 10-8. Tech struggled with two close losses on February 12th. Their first game of the day, the Wonder Boys and Central Missouri remained at a level score for most of the game after both teams put a run on the board in the first two innings. Central Missouri gained a run in the final inning, causing Tech a 2-1 loss. They proceeded to take a close 1-0 loss following. The Wonder Boys showed some resilience and redeemed themselves on February 12th and dominated against Central Missouri 9-5. This season has already brought multiple standout players. Brandon Bunton, a sophomore from Dardanelle, leads the team with a 3.0 batting average. Logan Schwank, a junior from Chandler, Arizona, leads with 8 hits and 6 RBIs. The Wonder Boys will take their home field on February 17th against Oklahoma Baptist. I wish our Wonder Boys the best of luck as they get ready for their next game on the 17th. Speaking of which, it's time to move on to our opinion piece from Editor-in-Chief Tara Espinosa covering alcohol sales at tech sporting events and why we should have them. College kids drink. 
Having alcohol at college sporting events makes sense. It's a fact of life. No law will ever change that. So why not make money? The NCAA doesn't have a rule against alcohol sales, but does prohibit advertising and sales during championship events. Host of venues are even forced to cover up alcohol advertising that may already be on site, but the NCAA is silent on alcohol sales at regular season events on campus. Why? This is a revenue for colleges. No one loves money more than colleges. Most students live on campus, so you do not have to worry about drinking and driving. It will encourage students to t attend games, and who doesn't love student involvement? I've always needed clarification on how tech can host tailgates where I have witnessed people drinking a cold one, yet no alcohol is allowed to be sold by the college. You're just losing money. Suppose you charge $5 for a beer and you sell 30 in the first quarter. That's $150. Tech could put that money into the athletic fee and stop charging students more. Selling alcohol at events means that you control the alcohol. You can serve it when you want or how much of it you want. At the University of Louisiana, alcohol sales are permitted inside the football facility and are allowed to operate between the time gates open until the end of the third quarter. The attendees are limited to two alcohol beverages at a time. Other stadiums have similar rules, like Boston College and Georgia Tech, with their own regulations and guidelines. Tech could scan the student ID card and tell the students that they can only purchase three or whatever the number is set. This allows students to stay safe while capitalizing on the money they spend. We all know that ticket sales alone do not generate enough money to keep sports going, so why not try new ideas like alcohol? We understand that Polk County is a dry county, but given the number of restaurants with permits, alcohol sales is something the university should at least discuss. And that's all the stories we have time for today. Unfortunately, I couldn't get to every story today. However, if you want to read those, make sure to pick up the paper, because we've got some good ones. Furthermore, if you want to learn more about anything that you heard in today's broadcast, please visit our website at architectnews.com. The music of today's broadcast was provided by C418 and is called Stall. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Architect Introspect on 91.9 KX. RJ, and we'll be back next week on Thursday from 6 to 7. This is AJ Shaw signing off.